0: And uh, we look forward to, as we take a few minutes together out of our day in God's Word, that this will be a help and encouragement. As you know, we've been going through the life of Christ, specifically the Sermon on the Mount over the last few episodes. And so we're going to jump in here. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 5. Uh, beginning verse 21 and this is where I find a lot I love a lot of the teaching here Jesus uses very straightforward information and he helps us to realize in his teaching on the mount as he we talk about this as a counterculture style of teaching he is Uh, going beyond what they've been taught, because sometimes you put the rules, you can add more rules than necessary. Sometimes you're not going as far as God wants you to. In that case, that's it. Uh, There is more to this, and Jesus really wanted them to get to the heart of the matter. He wanted to get deeper, that their walk with God, sin, and all those things, it goes deeper than just the surface. It goes down to the heart. And that's great, because God's more concerned with us as a person, not as much as with our actions. And please don't get me wrong, who you are will result in what you do, but the thing to remember, though is is he's less concerned about us just putting on a front and looking Christian and more concerned about our heart change from the inside out And, and so he starts in verse 21 as he continues he moves into leaving some generic instruction moved into very specific in verse 21 where he says you have heard that it was said of those of old you shall not murder and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment." Now, he's referencing back to the Ten Commandments, the law of the Old Testament. Yesterday we talked that he said, fulfill the law, so he jumps into part of this law and he says, if you murder, now it's intriguing. I like the idea of murder um, because some say just killing. Well, this doesn't happen for those in war God sent people to war. Murder is an unjustified unnecessary killing. It's one thing if you're in war and you're defending your family that that's a different story but in this scenario um, this is somebody who's gone out and taken an innocent life for no reason hence the term murder. Whoever does this they're in, in danger of judgment. Whatever the judgment would be in our scenario in most states it would be life in prison or an next amount of time in prison depending on the reason for the murder. That's the point. You're, you're guilty. You should be doing that but he goes don't stop there because if all we do is look at the idea of murder we're missing even a deeper point he says in verse 22 he goes that's the teaching of the old testament but i say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment and whoever says to his brother raka or really you're being cursed shall be in danger of the council but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire so he's got different levels of anger towards someone else so notice he says Without cause. There's going to be situations in your life. I was talking to someone recently where they said, you know, I'm supposed to forgive somebody, but they still hurt me. They don't take, they're not willing take responsibility and change, and I, I make a point that I still stand by. I believe is true that forgiveness is more about me than it is the person. I forgive so that I can be freed from holding anger over them, and God has asked me to forgive them. That doesn't mean I trust them. That doesn't mean that whatever relationship was there before is not tainted. It'll take time to regain that. I believe that. So there are times with cause you say, I'm going to limit my contact to somebody who's hurt me for whatever reason. They're not taking the biblical steps of reconciliation, but what he's referencing, here is he's referencing somebody who is angry at somebody for no reason you know, i don't like what they did i'm angry i'm trying to find a reason for it today we might say that person's pretending to be a victim or things like that i don't like they to do what i wanted whatever it is and you're really condemning them maybe you're criticizing other people gossiping about them he said you've not let that anger you've not dealt with it you've not confessed it to that person if need be Uh, You've not confessed it to Jesus. You're living in anger. The problem is with you. It's not even with that person because he says without a cause. So your problem is really with you. You've got something in your heart. Maybe you're envious with him, angry at him for whatever reason. God says you need to deal with that. He says it's even worse. He goes, you can go as far to say you're in danger of hellfire. You've never been truly saved in these aspects is what he's going as far. So he talks about this idea. Listen, how can you be right with God while still angry at someone else? that's the key and this is not about those people it's about you now if somebody's truly hurt you yeah you're going to ask every day god any grace to forgive them and move on and i still believe you're going your relationship will be different for good reason but i look at this and say it's about me you know so i forgive somebody even if they don't ask me why because it's about me now the key is jesus doesn't necessarily have to forgive me unless i ask him in first john 1 9 but you know jesus forgave all sins on the cross when he said it is finished Whether I have received that gift, that's different. Uh, When Jesus told Peter, you know, he goes, how many times should I forgive somebody? He goes, 70 times seven. He didn't say only if they asked for it. Please remember, forgiveness is not about that person. True forgiveness, where that person has received forgiveness and there's reconciliation between you two, requires both ways. It's not just you. So you forgive them, you, you release them of this bond you have over them, but the relationship has not been healed because they won't. That requires both ways. That requires you receiving, giving them something they've asked for. But if they won't do it, you why, why should you live in the bondage of their decision when they don't want to get it right. So this is about you. He gets to dig deeper. he goes, don't move on. But this one again is even without cause. This is just me angry. He said he goes, it's, it's worse because he he's comparing it to, to murder. He goes, it's just the same thinking. You need to get it right. And you need to move forward. Then he goes on to another one that gives a lot about the heart. He says in verse 24, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, if you're going to bring money, you're going to bring money and your worship to the altar. and you And there, remember, when you're there, you remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift, therefore, before the altar, and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Because you're coming to worship. It's giving of a gift. It's worshiping. It's worshiping the Lord. You come and you realize somebody has a problem with you. You're on the other end now. You're not the one angry, like the first half of these verses have said. You're the one that you know someone's angry at you. And you say, well, they haven't come to you whatever. Go to them. You just don't worship. Don't stay in worship because if you know there's a legitimate issue and you're unwilling to get it right, you're not right with God. So here's the thing. If, there, if you're mad at somebody and you're not willing to get it right, you can't be right with God. If there's somebody mad at you and you can do something, you know it's there, right or wrong, you know it's there and you can do something to reconcile, you need to do it. If you don't, don't worship. Don't come because you're doing it wrong. You need to get that thing right. Um, Then he says in verse 25, Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge. Talking about you owing them something. The judge will hand you over to the officer and you'll be thrown in prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will know by no means to get out of there until you've paid the last penny. You owe them money, agree, find a way to make it right, reconcile it. If you still say you're not gonna do it, you can by the law of the day, they could be thrown in jail for debtor's prison. You look at these, these three things give the idea, it really comes back to you. You've got somebody who has not hurt who, is, who has not done anything wrong, you're angry at them. That's about you. Somebody who's mad at you. For whatever reason, right or wrong, if it's right, wrong, you still can go get that right. Apologize, ask forgiveness, or find a way to get that right. You owe somebody money and you're refusing to do your part of it. This is is the premise. This comes down to you. Really, the premise I see looking at this is a lot of not setting aside my own responsibility, but taking responsibility. It's the heart of the matter. So what he does and what he's saying to this crowd is you hold on to the law of Moses and you add all these extra outward things. You add all these things that are you, you know, certain con, con, um, confirmation or um, uh, conforming to a movement, conforming to a look. And in doing that, you're missing the heart of the matter. What he's saying is while getting these outward things taken care of are necessary, it needs to start with the heart. If you're angry and you can't get that right, you'll never really be right with God if you allow that anger. Now, please remember in Ephesians, we're told to be angry and sin not, but these things you're seeing here is an anger that's driving you into sin. You're worshiping with refusing to get right with people. You're not right. And and you say, well, I'm going to blame them. They need to do this. Can I encourage you if you want to reconcile with somebody? He says here, If they haven't done it or if you're coming to worship, it doesn't matter. If you know there's a problem, do everything you can to get it right. If you're not, you're not right with God. So I would challenge you, this is a bit of a stronger one here when we look at this passage, because if there's things in my life that I know might be a problem with someone else, it may be my fault, it may not be misunderstanding, whatever it is, and maybe you've taken steps of reconciliation and nothing's happened, okay, that's different, but you haven't taken the steps. Well, then you need to do it. It's not easy, but it's biblical because your relationship with God is so much more important than your relationship down here. Don't let things, your emotion, your anger, or what other people have done stop you from enjoying that sweet communion with God. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday morning. Give me a chance to be part of your day. I appreciate it. I hope it's a help. Hope you have had a great day. Uh, we'll stick again to one more day tomorrow as we continue to the Sermon on the Mount. So I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Thanks again for joining us. We do look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.